Inflation for most people is causing them to use their credit cards to try and make up for income shortfalls. How big is this problem? In the second quarter of 2022, Americans added $46 billion to their credit card balances. Some of that could be you. The Federal Reserve Consumer Credit Report showed that the rate of interest on credit cards went from 14.56 to 16.65%. Those Americans struggling with credit card debt saw their delinquency rates escalate from 1.66% to 1.81%. The Cambridge Debt Consolidation program may be able to help you reduce the interest rates by two-thirds and cut your time to pay off the debt from 30 years to as little as five years. If you're struggling and you want professional and objective help getting your credit house in order, then call 1-855-435-2066 or go to the website cambridgeyescredit.org forward slash bw hyphen podcast and get your house in order. The Black and White Network presents The Credit Connection, a program sponsored by Cambridge Credit Counseling, an industry leader in providing advice and help to those who have concerns about their credit. With interest rates rapidly rising, your cost of credit is also draining your budget. This program will help you as consumers manage your credit to the best possible outcome. You will learn what's happening with interest rates, what the forecast might be for the directions of rates. You will be kept updated on the pricing of different credit products, You'll find out what credit products to stay away from and ones to use. You will learn strategies that can help you get control of your credit and keep it under control for you and your family. Cambridge Credit Counseling is a nonprofit organization dedicated to provide you information and guidance so you can make the right decisions. So let's join our hosts, Dan Perkins and Gordon Oliver. Welcome to the Cambridge Connection. And uh, this is Dan Perkins. And... Uh, Oliver is here, Oliver Gordon, who's going to talk to us about something that we started a dialogue last week and that I asked him to spend some time, is the, the offers and what's happening to interest rates. I, the, the genesis for asking Gordon to do this is that I've been inundated with, you know, seven, eight, ten offers a day coming across my email. And, but they're offering me a $500 card or a $750 card and you start to read the fine print and you got to put up the money to loan you. So it's a, it's not a credit card. It's not a debit card. It's, it's a card. It's a prepaid card that you're using your money to try and get uh, your credit restored. But if your credit's not damaged, you don't need it. And I said to Gordon last week, I've got a, a house over seven figures. $500 isn't going to help me very much in fixing anything in the house. So um, I asked him to, to be prepared to talk about this, what's going on with rates and these offers. And that's what we're going to talk about this week. So Gordon, welcome and give us the story. Well, Dan, thank you for having me as always. And I, you know, this is a, a very sensitive topic for me and for our staff here at Cambridge Credit Counseling. And the reason um, we, you know, we're commingling the fine line between advertising and scams, right? So unfortunately, they are kind of interesting bedfellows because scams are obviously what they are. They use advertising principles and trickery to get people to respond where advertisements aren't too much different because they're getting you to respond to something that you may or may not be in the market for. But if, it, if it's in front of you and now all of a sudden it strikes a chord of something that you need, and especially 
in times of desperation, you respond and then maybe aren't in the right frame of mind per se to make decisions on what you are responding to. So um, I, I wanna tell your audience something that my organization deals with. And again, a little bit of background. We've been in business since 1996. On our one flagship program, helping people with credit card and, and unsecured debts, we've helped over 2 million people. And we are nationwide, so we're in all 50 states. And we don't have, we're a nonprofit. So a lot of the work we do, community education is free, doesn't come with a fee. Our credit counseling does not come with a fee. And to advertise on the national airwaves is just way out of our league on a budgetary standpoint. But you have a product, which is called the debt settlement industry, that are for-profit companies that basically play ads that say to consumers, there's a secret that your creditors don't want you to know that you can pay them 50% of what you owe them. Now that's true, a secret or not secret, I don't know it, the creditor, um, they do settlements as part of a negotiation on bad debt. So maybe that is a secret, but the problem is, is that when people respond to this, it's usually because they're over their head in debt and they don't necessarily have a solution. So when they talk to these companies, the process is basically, you don't pay your creditors, so you stop paying your bills. You send money to a trust account to build up savings to be able to negotiate those with the company later. They send legal letters called cease and desist letters so that the creditor can't reach out to their client to work something out. So they basically cut communication. And then after six months, a, collection, a bill goes to collection agencies. They try for another six to 12 months to collect. And then they use the money that's built up by the client to settle the debt. What's the problem with that? When we counsel people, we give all options. So if we counsel four people, three of those people are going away with a budget and an action plan on things that they can do to better their situation and one will come on our service. So we're weighing out all the options. When you go to a specific product like that, the downside is you may not have needed that and your credit gets so trashed by not paying your bills for 18 months that it hurts the consumer. That's what we're talking about here, right? You, you had a, a terrible tragedy with the hurricane and now you're getting solicited all of these offers that will try to trigger your situation right now. Are you struggling? Are you behind on your mortgage? Or we noticed you are behind on your mortgage. And then you say, wait a minute, I'm not behind on my mortgage. And then you go down a process where if you're in the right frame of mind, you can think clearly and understand. You're just trying to investigate why you're getting solicited like that. But in reality, for people that are in desperation, they may react to some of these things that may or may not be a scam, but you have to be looking for warning signs, whether it's real or, or if it's fictitious as far as an offering. Gordon, um, uh, decades ago, I was working for a major wirehouse in New York City. And um, I, I came up with an idea for an investment, which was unique, different, and had never been done before. And um, we were going to buy um, global government bonds. And uh, the manager, the domestic manager could could handle the U.S. and Canadian markets, but we need to find somebody who could invest money overseas. Mm -hmm. 
and we went to Lombard ODA and C in, in Geneva, Switzerland, which was a big private Swiss bank. And uh, I made a number of trips back and forth between London, Geneva, and New York, putting the deal together. When we finally put the deal together, I was sitting down with the president, uh, Mr. Lombard, and I said to him, what's the difference between Americans, as far as investors, and Swiss bankers? He said, the big difference is that Americans make decisions based on emotions. And what you're talking about is the emotion of the moment of fear, whatever it is, takes away any rational behavior. And we make irrational behavior in decisions about credit. And uh, uh, I, I never forgot that conversation. And I, and I listening to what you were saying, and it was perfect of what Mr. Lombard was saying is that you get, and, and, the, and the, the banks and or the credit companies play on that anxiety. They do. And they make you feel even more insecure. And, um, let's, and uh, let, let's face it, Dan, marketing in and of itself is an evil. Look at all the weight loss stuff, right? Everybody wants to quickly buy weight loss and being in shape. And it's the same trigger that you're hitting some insecurity. You're hitting something that's potentially a problem and you're not necessarily rational about looking into what you're truly getting yourself into. Um, so that that is um, what advertising is. It's an evil of sorts, right? It's, yeah. it's making you react and, and buy something and they make money because companies rely on them to steer traffic of people that will uh, pay for a service or product. And, and it is, look, look, at, look at the radio ads, Dan. You don't have these on your show. <laughs> have you ever listened to a disclaimer at the end of a commercial on the radio? It's basically like an auctioneer right. talking uh, like 150 words in less than three seconds. So you don't even right. know what they said, but, right. but that right. gets by and passes muster as a disclaimer. Right. So we've, we've got about three minutes or so in this segment. I want, I want to follow this, this story here. Um, how, how does your company and the services you provide help the consumer deal with the emotion of the moment? It's such an amazing question because to understand the counseling process, and this is why um, it's exactly the opposite of sales. We're not selling anything when a client calls into us. What we are doing is the first thing, the reason they called and, and advertisements like ours will say, are you struggling to pay your credit card bills? Or are you having difficulty because you're dealing with high interest rates, getting your balances down? So when people call into us, and this is a heavily regulated industry in regard to this, the first thing that we're doing is asking the client for a picture of the situation and what got them to where they are so that as we are working through solutions, we're understanding and having some empathy so that the client can take a moment and take a breath because they got an opportunity to say, this is what got me into trouble. And then after that dialogue, which is whatever, however long that takes uh, to understand what got the, the person or the family into this situation, then we have to look at the spending plan. How much money is coming in? How much money is going out to rent, mortgage, car loans, insurances, fixed uh, expenses, groceries, entertainment, what are they spending 
the income on, and then we try to come up with a budget solution first to try to make some recommendations on areas where things may need to change a little bit to kind of tighten the belt. So the answer to your question is we have to learn and give the client an opportunity to say why they're calling. And then the advice that we give from there will depend on that budget situation because sometimes people are so upside down and they don't really have an alternative where a, a referral to say, go call a bankruptcy attorney is appropriate. The debt settlement part, if, if debt settlement is really an option, it means they can't do it on their own. They can't do it on our program because we have guidelines we have to follow with banks on what they'll accept with payments. And then if they filed bankruptcy within a certain time frame, depending on their state laws, and they can't go to an attorney to file again, the only thing they can do at that point is negotiate with their creditors. Now, does that require calling a company and paying exorbitant fees at the end? You pretty much can do debt settlement on your own. It's pretty simple. You block the phone number if you don't want to talk to the creditor or let it go to voicemail. You don't pay them. You put money into a savings account. And then when they start getting hostile and trying to go legal on you, you take the money you developed in your savings account and you go negotiate 30, 40, 50 cents in the dollar. So that's why when we counsel, we don't have one set solution, whether it's the one we provide or others to advise, that's, that's what counseling is about. So we're going to take a break here. And uh, when we come back, we're going to be talking with Gordon again. But this time we're going to focus on interest rates and what's been happening with interest rates. I've noticed... Welcome back. Uh, we're back with Gordon Oliver from Cambridge Consumer Credit. And we promised that we we're going to talk about what's happening in the, the interest rate on credit cards uh, with the Fed now having raised substantially and Chairman Powell indicating that they're going to continue to raise interest rates. So what's the market look like for cards? So the... When we usually get consumers that reach out to us, and this is an important distinction, when, we, when they reach out to us, it is typically because for one reason or another, their interest rate has been raised without them either even being told that it was raised. And there are certain factors that usually lead to that, right? So I'll give you a couple of different looks of situations that we deal with. So promotional offers, when you have a promotional rate, a lot of times when a client comes to us, it's because they have been playing the balance transfer game. And typically when you do a balance transfer, you get a really competitive rate as low as 0%. They charge you anywhere from 2 to 3% as a transaction fee. And then you have that a time for that promotional interest rate. And then at the end of that time, that rate goes up, right? So typically let's just put a, a normal time frame on it. Let's say it's a 12 month, 0% interest. So dur during that time, the customer has the opportunity to pay the balance down at 0%. The problem with that is usually when you transfer a balance and you get such a promotional offer, you have that credit card or credit cards now that you have zero balances are. And if you're not budgeting correctly, you'll utilize those cards and start bringing those balances back up again at the interest rates they offer. So what happens then is at the end of the road, 
you have no more options to balance transfer because the creditors aren't offering them anymore because they see now that you are overextended, right? So now you're trapped, really. If you have more balances than you did when you transferred the balance and your credit score has gone down a little bit because now you're overextended or open new line of credits, whatever behavior you do, it gives the banks that opportunity in their fine print to raise the interest. And with the interest raising now to your point, it also is commensurate with the banks raising their rates accordingly on their products as well. So for the great credit risk people, what I mean that some people think they're great credit risk and they're really not. For the great credit risk people, they'll still have competitive cards and competitive offers to go for. For the ones that are now showing overextension and high balances, new lines of credit, it's really important that people do some homework on FICO scoring and, and what affects what you do when you do transactions, when you raise balances, because that affects your rates. But, but Gordon, now let me ask you this question. If you yeah. have a 720 or higher FICO score, mm -hmm. is the rate for a first time uh, or a first, let me try it another way. Is the rate of interest that somebody with a 720 FICO score would get for applying with a new card be higher today than it was 12 months ago? Uh, according, well, the, um, according to the rates, they would be because that, that's just a normal increase based on the economy and the economics, right? That's not directly tied to credit worthiness. It's directly tied to bank interest rates and what they're willing to charge for those products. And, and typically these, these are not fixed rate cards, they're variable rate cards and they're tied to prime. They're plus, tied to prime, plus, yep, plus there's both. There's both, absolutely. Yep. And so even though somebody's got a great credit score, getting a new card isn't necessarily an assurance that it's going to be a real low card because the general level of interest rate pricing is affecting the purchase of the, the acquisition of a new card, even for a great credit course person. Yes. And and you and I have, have had some amazing dialogue on these situations and the, the real the real thing that consumers need to be considering, and I'll give you one headline and I'll make my point. On uh, CNBC this week, there was a uh, headline, U.S. credit card debt jumps 18.5% and hits a record $930.6 billion. So the, the question that you're asking me is absolutely affecting people because the rates are either going up on the products that they have, or if they become high risk candidates, their rates are getting raised as well to deal with the risk factor. So, so give, us a sense of, give us a sense of what the range of rates from good credit to bad credit. So typical uh, good credit card rates are anywhere from 11 to 12%, 15%, that's in good times, that's probably raising right now. And we've seen interest rates as high as 29 and 30% on credit card accounts of people that are high risk uh, situations. So um, number one, the problem, Dan, and I know you know this because you come from a conservative background as far as dealing with managing money. You've been an expert in the field for so long. And it's really hard to grasp for everyday Americans that have just been in the family dynamic, which is rent, home, all these expenses that have gone up without income increasing. And this is the kind of stuff that, you know, we don't hear enough about even in like a state of the union 
Um, we're talking about all the economics and all the wonderful things, but we know on both sides, if you uh, do enough homework, you can shoot a hole through all of these uh, claims and statements that are being made by government officials. But the reality is, if you just listen in the grocery store, if you just listen in the mall, if you just listen, people are hurting. And it's because income hasn't increased, but the cost of everything has. And because the rates have been going up substantially, look what it's done to the mortgage industry. I have heard nothing but companies laying off mortgage loan brokers because there's no inventory of houses to sell because the rate's so high now, where people for the longest time were used to 3.3, 3.7, 4.0 interest rates. We had eclipsed 7% about six months ago, and now it's kind of coming down again. So people are going to get potentially, Dan, desperate because they don't think that it's ever going to go down. And we discussed on a previous show a couple of times ago that it's going to take a lot for that kind of rate to come back right. based on where the economy is at. And these raising in interest rates are not helping that. They're just helping to try and quell inflation and recession. And that's, you know, that's not good for anybody, obviously. So we've been talking about credit cards. We haven't spent any time at all about unsecured lending. What's going on there? The products that we've seen, and I'll keep names out of it, but the peer-to-peer -peer lending groups um, are, are high-risk, high-cost um, type loans. And the problem with those types of loans is while it seems like a competitive opportunity to take some high interest rate credit card and move it, a lot of times you're just moving from one bucket to another that's really not changing anything on the cost factor. Now on payments, this, this is why some decisions may get made where they're not looking at the overall cost of a product. The consumer is looking at reducing the amount they're spending monthly. That, that happens a lot with loans when people are in desperation, if they can get approved, it's they're worried much more about today and next month, lowering the amount they have to spend because they're starting to struggle than they are of what the overall cost would be. So a lot of the products are, are in the advertising world, <laughs> advertising a better way, which it could technically be, but as far as overall costs, you have to know the math of the interest charges of the product that you're getting involved with. A lot of times people don't look at the credit card math and we've done studies on the algorithms that credit card companies charge. And if you were to follow the credit card monthly minimum payments on a $5,000 balance at an 18% interest, you legitimately could pay that for more than 300 payments if you follow the bill payment cycle. So you have to really know the terms, you have to know the math. Um, and unfortunately, if it is causing or helping a short term where it's freeing up income, you got to then develop a strategy in another phase to throw some more money at the loans that you're taking out and make sure that you can pay them ahead of the schedule so that you can later throw more money at it to save on that. Gordon, we've, we've got about uh, two and a half minutes left. I want to um, raise an issue that we haven't talked about. Uh, you on other shows, you have mentioned it occasionally, uh, <clears throat> but there's a, there's a new force in town providing credit and those are called FinTech companies. Yep. They're not banks. They're not, 
brokerage firms. They're not, they're not credit unions. They're a whole new type of lender. And as I understand it, not very rarely highly regulated. Uh, we're, uh, so we are starting to get into that realm, Dan. Um, and uh, there are great products out there and there are products that are questionable. And I, I won't, again, won't mention names, but the fintech world is, is truly just the uh, artificial intelligence world of data, right? That's what they do. There are some products that are great where they're credit builders, um, where you can open an account without any credit whatsoever or bad credit, and they report to the three credit bureaus where, when you make payments or make purchases because it's coming out of your bank account. So there are good ones and there are risky ones and there are you know, some products that are going to be challenging until they are regulated. And we're trying to keep an eye on that. And I'm happy to do some research to talk about some of those products just to bring light to it. Because the, again, there's, a, there's another uh, FinTech company that works with low income people to file for bankruptcy on their own without having to hire an attorney. And that's going through its own life cycle of challenges and legal challenges. And so the FinTech world is the, cat, the new cowboy and uh, we're keeping an eye on it and, and, and are working to figure out the good, the bad, and the ugly on that too. So perhaps the next time we, we have a conversation, you might have some information on FinTech to help. Happy to do that for sure. It. That's a great, okay. great topic to talk about. So we're in the AI world, Dan, and we got to start figuring how that affects us all in so many ways. So I'm right. happy to do that. We've been speaking with Gordon Oliver from Cambridge Credit Solutions about uh, credit in general and more specifically this today about interest rates in, on credit cards. Gordon, thanks for joining us. Dan, thank you for having me. My pleasure. We'll be right back after these messages. Inflation for most people is causing them to use their credit cards to try and make up for income shortfalls. How big is this problem? In the second quarter of 2022, Americans added $46 billion to their credit card balances. Some of that could be you. The Federal Reserve Consumer Credit Report showed that the rate of interest on credit cards went from 14.56 to 16.65%. Those Americans struggling with credit card debt saw their delinquency rates escalate from 1.66% to 1.81%. The Cambridge Debt Consolidation Program may be able to help you reduce the interest rates by two-thirds and cut your time to pay off the debt from 30 years to as little as five years. If you're struggling and you want professional and objective help getting your credit house in order, then call 1-855-435-2066 or go to the website cambridgeyescredit.org forward slash bw hyphen podcast and get your house in order. Thank you for joining us today. And we'd like to hear your comments or questions. So go to bwradionetwork.com. That's bwradionetwork.com. And give us your questions or comments. And thanks for joining us today. We are Americans, male and female, from many races and cultures from all over the world. One thing above all else is we are patriots who protect our nation and defend, when necessary, our Constitution from attacks both foreign and domestic. Today, as American patriots, we must take back our country from those who want to destroy it and us. We must start by taking back our children and their education. Parents, not union, should be in charge of our children's education. We must be sure that they are taught about the greatness of America and its people. 
Our children should not be indoctrinated with the belief that parents are racist and are evil and trying to destroy the world. As patriots, we must take back our country from foreign nations who want to destroy us and our way of life. Yes, as patriots, we want America to be first. We want an open and fair trade policy, energy independence, safe cities, and secure borders where we can grow and prosper as a nation of free people. Become an American patriot. Help take back America by voting Republican. Thank you for joining us today, and we'd like to hear your comments or questions. So go to bwradionetwork.com. That's bwradionetwork.com. And give us your questions or comments. And thanks for joining us today.